Hi everybody, you are listening to the Rope Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, then turn off now. This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to episode zero before attempting it. Find it at the top of our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. Fox is a rigger and Maya is a bottom, and we're rope partners. We've been practicing together for just over a year. We're excited to share our passion for rope with you, and we live in Thailand. So, it's a new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hopefully, we'll have a year with a lot of rope in it, Maya. For sure. So, do you have any 2018 resolutions for rope, Maya? Um, I'm definitely setting some rope goals. Uh, I mean, I love goal setting generally, but um, I think rope is important enough in my life to uh, have some goals around it. Um, and really, I think when my main goal is working on my body, so I have some health challenges. So the better I can get my body generally, flexibility-wise, toning-wise, muscle tone, etc., I think the better my rope bottoming will be. So you're trying to become a bunny ninja? <laughs> I've just come a long way from a bunny ninja. I think I am a very standard body, not a super, yeah. I, I, and but I do think the more that I can improve flexibility and strength, the better my bottoming will be. Okay, that sounds like a good goal to set for yourself for this year. Thank you. What about you? Uh, mostly, what I want to explore in 20, 2018 is some more complicated suspensions because uh, we've recently upgraded the studio with a new piece of equipment, ah. uh, which is called the Block and Tackle. Yeah. And I think that will uh, open up for me a new realm of possibilities, suspension-wise, mm. uh, because it makes uh, deadlifts really easy. Yeah, yeah, and for those people who haven't seen a block and tackle, I think we have a we have a picture of it, do we? On one of our fat lives, does one of us have a photo? Because if they do, I'll put it in our. Um, uh, yeah, sure. You can notes. you can link to it in the notes. It's uh, it's on my fat profile, which is okay. a fox fox of Bangkok. Sure. Um, and to describe it quickly, it's a piece of uh, construction equipment, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, that allows you to raise and lower a hook. Yeah. And so what you can do is prepare a whole complex tie on the floor and then suspend that tie to that hook and when you raise that hook with a contraption in question then you're going to be raising your whole model at once in the air. Yeah, yeah, which is a very interesting sensation as a bottom, uh quite different from doing it one at a time. So it's a it's a fun piece of equipment. Um for for both parties, I think. I think it's useful for, for us to know each other's rope goals, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it is. <laughs> um, anyway, today we are bringing you another one of our rope touristing episodes with Maya the Flying Bunny. <laughs> yes. So, so where did you fly to for rope this time, Maya? Um, so this time I want to talk about rope touristing in Austin, Texas. So I'd uh, been there for um, a conference the year before, and so I was going back, so I felt a bit more comfortable with the city. Uh, and as is my, my new way, I thought, okay, so what rope can I do there? Yeah, because rope is everywhere, apparently. So, so it seems, so it seems. And Austin actually has a big rope community, much bigger than I realized, and a growing rope 
community as well. Okay, that sounds that sounds pretty good. What did you do in Texas then? So there were three um, three activities I did two two related. Um, so the first one was I went to what's called the Whatnot W H A T uh, K N O T Whatnot Bondage Bungalow. Um, and bondage that's some, bungalow. Bondage bungalow, which is essentially someone's house, um, but it's a couple who are, I think they're MS, um, and obviously very into BDSM. And they so when have, you say MS, you mean a master and a slave, right? Yeah, a master slave relationship. And With the, the master being the male and the slave being the female. Uh, in this case, yes, and okay. he's the the rig. I don't. She made tie as well. I'm not sure, but he he ties. And so uh, they have their uh, house, I guess, set up with quite a lot of gear. So they have suspension hard points in their living room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that sounds pretty good. I know, it's amazing. And then they also have um, bits of equipment here and there. And then in their garden, they also have um, a whole load of uh, covered uh, equipment. So they have like a spanking bench out there and more stuff to tie to but it's covered so the neighbors can't can't see so that was really interesting for me it's very friendly it was reasonably small maybe 10 10 15 people i think when i went um and it's quite personal so you know you're, you're reasonably close to people um it's a weekly group i think they meet um on a sunday and there was quite a bit of um, suspensions that people were doing. So I think yeah. there are quite a lot of experienced rope people that go there like every 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 week. Or... Well, I would say if you have a, a group of people with several riggers that are uh, suspension capable, you already have a pretty strong local rope community. Oh yeah, yeah, and they, they definitely do. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of quite experienced riggers, riggers there. Um, and, and much like I did with the London uh, rope touristing, if people have listened to that episode, before I went, I messaged the organizers to say, is there anyone who you would refer or recommend who maybe I could tie with? Um, and they uh, suggested someone who I then uh, met beforehand just to hang out and, uh -huh. and, and check that we were... Uh, you know that was was compatible uh, but the place that we hung out was quite interesting in itself why was the place interesting because we went to um, a kink flea market which um, again was an opportunity that I I mean we don't really have that in Thailand because probably would be illegal um, so we they had this flea market where people were selling all kinds of um, impact implements um, a bit of rope stuff, maybe not as much rope stuff as I would have liked, um, but various body jewelry and stuff like that. And that's the place you got me this uh, very nice uh, buffalo skin flogger, right? I did, I did, which is an interesting experience, buying a flogger which might be used on you. And you did go for a pretty big heavy one, so I guess that says something about you. No, I was... You gave me some instructions and I was trying to follow them. So rope-wise, what did you see at the flea market that would be of interest to a rope person? Mm, there wasn't very much because the person who was supposed to come, uh, which was uh, Boss Bondage, he was supposed to be doing um, a specific workshop, which I was hoping to attend, but he had uh, flight problems. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> so, yeah, so he didn't get to come. So there wasn't, um, there wasn't a huge amount there. It was more impact stuff, really. Mm. 
Um, so I met up with the the rigger at that, and that was nice. So I had um, some connection with him before, and then at the bondage bungalow, the whatnot, um, we did some rope. What rope did you do? Um, we did two things. So first of all, um, we did a karada. Yeah. Um, so that was, I think, um, I guess, us experimenting with rope in not a too intense way. Um, and that was quite pretty and quite interesting, um, and the feel was quite nice. But then, so would you recommend that kind of simple tie as a first time uh, tying yeah. with someone in a foreign country and so on? Yeah, I I think doing something, especially if you haven't seen the person tie. So in this case, I had referrals from people in the community, and I could also see his uh, fet life profile, which has rope profiles up. So rope photos up so I felt uh, comfortable in that way but obviously there's also a kind of I guess chemistry element or just a connection element um, and so something simple first gives you both a feel for each other and of course he doesn't know how experienced I am as a rope bottom like sure the rigger also has this question like he can see my profile but he doesn't doesn't know necessarily how experienced I am. So we, so we did that Karada, which was nice. But then once we've done that, um, we did um, a more challenging tie, which was a partial suspension uh, where I was tied to some bamboo. Hey guys, this is Fox coming in for a short break. We really love making this rope podcast and sharing it with you. Sadly, hosting a podcast isn't free. Far from it, actually. So if you like this podcast and you want to support us, you can do so at ropepodcast.com. You'll find ways to buy rope stuff so that we get a cut from your purchases, and also ways to donate to us directly. And if you can't afford to do that, that's okay too. Just enjoy the podcast. Now back to our normal programming. Yeah, bamboo, that's interesting. That's not necessarily what I would expect in Texas. Yes. I would say so, but they are, as I said, a very well-equipped house, so they have all kinds of bits and pieces uh, lying around. So he did a tie, uh, tying my arms to uh, the bamboo and tying one of my legs up uh, in a futo and then some being able to hold some weight on one leg but also being quite on tiptoe so I could sort of be spun around and stuff. And that oh, was really, really nice. Yeah, that sounds, mm. that sounds like a really nice position. Yeah, that was that was really good. So that was one of the events that I went to, and then happily, even though I was only there, I don't know, five days, six days, um, and I had to go to a conference for most of it, uh, I also went to another group, which was the Austin Rope Slingers. Okay, what what do those people do? Um, so that was a, a bigger group. Uh, doesn't meet as often, I think. Um, and the venue was actually a swingers club, which was which was quite interesting. <laughs> um, why, why was it interesting? How did that work out as a, as a venue for rope? Well, it was massive, first of all. So okay. I think it had I think it had been a strip club in its time, um, and so there were many like cages and poles and different podiums, uh, lots of chairs. I think upstairs where I didn't go, there were also more bed type. Um, setups. So there's a lot of different uh, places that people could tie to, which I think is very, very fun and varied. Yeah, that, that sounds really interesting, the things you could do with the cages and the poles and such. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I walked in, one of the organizers was doing some self-suspension on the podium. So that was kind of fun just to like walk in and see that. 
Um, what was quite interesting about that one is that they did a little bit of teaching at the start. So they had quite a lot of new people come. And so they, uh, one of their more experienced leaders did a short um, single column lesson to people who are completely new okay. so that they could, um, they could do some rope. So the, those people who came in as newbies, they yeah. also started playing with rope the same night? Yeah, exactly. But in quite a, a slow way. So they actually had rope that people could use if you didn't have your own rope, okay. a big, big pile of rope. And they were very, um, the atmosphere was very set up that you could ask anyone for hmm. suggestions or advice. So it wasn't teaching, it wasn't a workshop, but there was definitely support for starting to learn within that context. That's an interesting mix of things. Mm, mm. And this was a, a really interesting mix of people as well, because there were some people who were completely new, never done any work before, and yet there were also quite a lot of quite complex suspensions going on. Um, so, yeah, very mixed group in terms of experience, really nice. Sounds cool. Yeah, and now I did two uh, rope activities. So I, I tied with the same person who I tied with at the uh, whatnot. So this was the, the second thing. And he uh, was also there and introduced me to some people, which was really nice. And that was a more predicament tie. So uh, I guess freestyle rope um, against the, the railings, um, like a couple of railings which were kind of at waist height and I was in a chair next to the railings and there is a picture of this on my set mm -hmm. um, and then there was also some crotch rope where the tie kind of pushed into um, uh, the crotch rope how do you yes. feel about that uh, it was it was interesting like I hadn't done a lot of crotch rope before I mean I was had my clothes on so that was uh, uh, better I think in that sense um, but yeah it was it was pretty interesting and it was it was a predicament because it, I, again I think this is what's amazing about rope it was quite subtle so it's not like I was hanging in the air and there was a really complex predicament but the, there was enough pressure on the rope that I had to keep shifting my weight around to try and balance the, the pressure of the rope yeah but that's um Interesting, and that would indicate that the rigger knew what he was doing, right? If he was oh, able yeah, to achieve yeah. that effect with uh, with minimal rope. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, he was a pretty experienced rigger, for sure. Um, and then I also did uh, Ichinawa for the first time um, at this um, this event, which, which I then brought back and we, we got into since then, I think. Yeah, so maybe we should uh, take a second to explain to our dear listeners what Ichinawa is in case... Okay, I'm going to let you... I'm going to let you do that. <laughs> sure. So Ishinawa, which is kind of a makeup word, uh, a portmanteau of it's... different Japanese words, uh, is supposed to mean single rope. And the idea is that instead of doing a set predetermined tie, like a chest harness and then a hip harness, for instance, you're going to start by anchoring that single rope to a body part and then you're going to organically do a bit of an improv with that single rope and wrap it around different parts of your uh, model and try to achieve different effects either in a static or in a more dynamic way where you tie, untie, retie differently and so on. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a pretty different approach to rope and we'll probably do an episode on it at some point, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and I since I've I've had that experience, I really 
I really like it. Liked it, um, and it's a, it's nice to have such different experiences in Rogue, I think, as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I did some Ichinawa with a very experienced person. In fact, the person uh, who was running one of the leaders, the person who ran the uh, teaching session, and he. It, it, it was amazing to me because all he did was sit behind me in a chair so I like knelt in front of him and he just used the rope to move me around to control me to, to wrap around different parts of me while I was literally sitting at his feet so it was you know such small movements and yet um, it really enabled me to let go as a bottom and mm -hmm. was a very very beautiful and relaxing piece of rope that that sounds pretty cool. When you say he guided you, did he move you into different positions, or what do you, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so I I guess pushing me forward and my weight going into the rope, um, so him holding the rope behind me, uh, moving me, twisting my body, but still my um, uh, hips. So I was still sitting the whole time. So it was all moving my uh, the top half. And he was himself sitting in the chair as he did yeah. that. He that's, was sitting in a chair behind me. That's that's pretty cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so those are my rope experiences in Austin, and they were all really interesting and, and so interesting to to meet such a big community of rope people. I mean, every time I, as we've said, every time I go to a different place and I see such uh, rope communities, I am a bit a bit jealous. Yeah, it's it's true that uh, <laughs> many places have more uh, developed rope communities than we have in town, even though we do have some rope here in Bangkok. Yeah, for clear. sure. For sure. Uh, so you did quite a lot of rope, actually, for a five days trip that was mostly the conference. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm really getting better at fitting in. Uh, and, to be, and to be clear, when you say conference, it wasn't a rope conference. You were going no, for a, a work thing, and then you managed to do all that rope in addition to that. Yeah, and I did some touristing, like gen like actual touristing also. <laughs> so people-wise, uh, what kind of encounters did you have? What what uh, stuck with you from that trip? Yeah, it was really interesting to meet that level of experienced people. So they had a lot of experience, riggers, and watching the suspensions in the um, the two. Um, Meetups was really nice, like seeing lots of people do suspensions in different ways. Mm -hmm. um, and everyone was really nice and really welcoming. I think that also stuck with me, that the, the communities were very happy to have someone come in from outside. They helped me find people to play with. Um, yeah, and they, they supported me. But I also found, just like in London, that there were politics everywhere. So that, that amused me. I think wherever you have human beings, there are, you know, interpersonal and social. So social. what kind what kind of politics are there in rope? Just, I mean, I, I think the reason that there are so many rope communities is that people, you know, split up the groups in different ways. I mean, I'm not, I, I won't go into too much because I don't know so much about it, but it, it was interesting, that diversity. Um, but I really enjoyed the different types of connection I had with the people, um, and I, I would, I would definitely try and if I, as I wrote tourists, trying to do more workshops is definitely something that I'm, I'm focusing on. So the more I can um, get, I guess, learning input as well as tying with different people, the, the better. 
internationally, like I did in London, where I actually got to go to a workshop as well as do some play. Sure. So uh, if you were looking to take a, a robe vacation and go somewhere for a week just for robe, would Austin, Texas be on your list? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And if you look on FET and you put in Austin, Texas, you will see a huge number of, of groups. And I'll link in our show notes as well to the groups that I went to. Um, mm -hmm. But that isn't even all the groups. And we had someone from Austin, Texas come to Thailand recently, and they were from yet another group. Uh, oh, yes. Another one? Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, you know, Austin is a place with a huge amount of kink and a great rope scene if you are... Um, you're looking to to go there's stuff on every day and there were other events that i just didn't have the energy for like um a kink book club and um yeah all kinds of play parties and stuff so they have a lot going on there for sure okay that sounds like a really nice place to visit uh, logistics wise cost wise what what is it like going to austin um so it was was pretty cheap so the um rope slingers i think their monday night practice was something like five dollars on the door yeah, um basically so, nothing know, very very affordable um and they're just trying to cover the cost of the venue basically sure. um and the whatnot i don't think they charged anything um i'm not so sure but um i think they just meet once a month Okay. Um, I think it's on a Sunday I went, Sunday afternoon, and um, they were actually looking for more models, more bottoms at their event, so uh, I do think it's worth whenever you go getting in touch with organisers. Uh, for me, I wouldn't do pick-up play with someone completely cold, I, I'd want to sure. meet them, watch them tie, get community references um, before I did any kind of seeming or play with them, and I do think that's good, good practice. Yeah. Okay, that sounds that sounds really good. So that's all for us today at the Rope Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from, so iTunes or Stitcher or wherever that is, and then come friend us on our FetLife page, which is the Rope Podcast. You can also find us easily at ropepodcast.com. We love questions from listeners, so drop us a message on FET and we'll try to answer you in an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying.